1: We have a few connection problems, guys. Bear with me.
0: Yeah, no worries.
1: TV Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right Chris All right there? All right, the back. How the devil are you all? Welcome back for the sloppy second show. I'm sorry about the beginning, I'm not sure what is going on. We've got a few gremlins on the show. Uh did a show earlier, ran really, really well. Um, I it's top the fact that it was a Tottenham fan earlier. I think he's put the voodoo on this show. Either that or it was Steve, because Steve did say he did have some voodoo dolls out earlier. Um, but we're not live on Facebook, we're not live on Twitter. We are live on YouTube, though. So if you're watching on YouTube, thanks very much. And don't forget, if you are on YouTube, press that subscribe button. And if you are listening to this on catch-up, thank you very much for listening. as a podcast on, obviously, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, and all the major podcast platforms. Here's where you can find it. On your favorite podcast platform, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast "Leicester Till I Die." Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. It is, and we are actually. Well, I'm thinking about changing the rules for the show because, obviously, at the moment, what we do is we predict the outcomes of the game. I think we're actually going to change it to predicting whether the game will go ahead or not because obviously each week we are seeing games cancelled off. I mean, there was only two uh, last week. Um, Burnley against themselves obviously was cancelled at the last moment um, due to Burnley having COVID uh, cases and, well... Steve was so happy about this one. Spurs-Arsenal got called off, and uh, I don't know what he was doing, but he didn't want to predict on it anyway, so he saved himself uh, not dropping back a point by having the match called off and voided in this show. Um, Yeah, thanks, Steve. I don't know what you're doing. Um, But no, we're obviously going to stick with the normal format. Um, At the moment, Brad is on 87. I'm on 81. And Steve is on 72. Come on, Steve. Come on. Get up there, boy. Um, It is the preview show on Leicester Till I Die TV. It's the Premier League preview show with Chris and Craig on Leicester Till I Die TV. On YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Well, I'm switched on, allegedly. Uh, (laughs) Whether I'm ready to go or not is another matter. I'm going to say hello to Anthony. Thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, Looks like I've got an Arsenal top on, does it? No. Leicester. It's got to be Leicester. Um, Let's bring bring my guests in. I've been waiting patiently. Steve, uh, please don't stick a needle in my doll. But you remember... Did you ever play in red? Did you have the red kit when you were with us?
2: Yeah, when well, I first came, uh, the away yeah. kit was the red, yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we're we going through all the colour palette with our away kit, aren't we, at the moment? But uh, You must have been really happy, Spurs, Arsenal being cancelled. Oh, I think they should do it every week. <laughs> I think they should, um, they should you come know- up for some reason just to get rid of them. I was so tempted to say, are you home early? Because I was previewing the show with a Tottenham fan earlier. I so wanted to get you on. But when I said about your hatred for Tottenham, he understood it. So I don't know if you're famous around White Hart Lane or not, but uh, <laughs> you're known. And talking about being famous, well, well, infamous possibly, it's um, Brad. How are you doing, sir?
0: I'm doing very well. That sounds pair of you. You you Good.
1: I am and I think Steve looks good.
0: I don't I won't go that far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now now, Brad. Now now. Uh just because you got the Norwich result right last week.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I also said Brentford would do something good, didn't I? Look how that panned out. So, you know, I balanced myself out.
1: You did. You did. So let's have a look how we um it did. If anything works in this show, I will be absolutely amazed. Um, Anthony, the Arsenal fan, says he can see Steve wearing a Tottenham top. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think. I don't think. I, the only place Steve would keep a Tottenham top is next to the toilet to wipe his arse on it. Yeah. <laughs> that is fair to say. But let's just um, let's just bring down the um, – oh, where are we going? Like I say – This works. It'd be a miracle. So there we go. 87-81-72. There's not an awful lot changing every week. Um, We got the Palace Brighton draw right, Brad, but we all went for Man City. Sorry, any Chelsea fans that are watching. Uh, But Steve, you got the Newcastle Watford draw right. I know, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Know, it's, uh, they just can't hold on to an, a lead, Newcastle, can they? A bit like Man United. I'll tell,
0: tell you what, Steve, I've never been more proud to see you get a prediction right because that was just funny the way it happened. I bet all them Geordie fans went from, from God, God, the nightmare was over, to seeing it just being same old Newcastle, same old shine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, well, yeah, we have to mention this one. Norwich, Everton. Um, Steve, right to get rid of... Um... Rafa? I think so, yeah. Um, you
2: could see that the players, they were more confused, I think. I don't think it was a case of not playing for him. I don't think um, whatever he was saying coming across that, you know, they were they were, they were confused about. Um, Everton have always, you know, over the last two or three years, they've been a good team. So yeah. you can't turn around and say overnight oh, no, that the players are, are really bad. I think you've, you, you've got to aim this one at, you know, the manager in the way he tried to um, play his style. Yes. Yeah.
1: Your fault, Brad. Your fault is gone.
0: Yeah, I'll take all the blame in the world because I've been saying it for weeks. He's been a walking, sucking, mate. He, Rafa is, I'm sorry to say this, but thank God we didn't get him as a manager whenever he was begging for him because he's clearly not got it to do it at this level anymore. He, like Steve said, the Everton side on paper ain't actually bad, is it really? For all the jokes I've no. been getting, it's not a so, bad side
1: they bought some good players in the past
0: yeah so to have them where they are is just you can maybe excuse a dodgy start and and getting hounded more and more critically as a manager for apparently managing liverpool um, but you can't excuse what's gone on, on the pitch after the first couple of games it's just been absolute dire it's been what it's I'm, been more embarrassing than newcastle at times and that's saying something isn't it?
1: i mean Steve, he he was about as welcome there as um uh, 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 as well at Leicester. He just they, they didn't want him from the start. But do you think managers have literally sell by dates? I mean, you know, we look at Mourinho now. He he's not what he was when you know he first came to the Premier League. Do you think football evolves and sometimes managers can't? And maybe that's the problem with Rafa.
2: I think it's um. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a case of um, not letting any more managers into the like the magic circle. I think um, you've got all these big name managers, and they just go around from club to club. Mm. And you know, you've got some good young managers out there somewhere that are not being given a chance.
0: Yeah, and I feel yeah. that,
2: um, you know if you if, you know Rafa's going to walk away with God knows how much money, and you know how can you get paid for? You know, being like you are, you will go to the next club and you will do exactly the same thing. So I think the clubs now need to start looking at getting some decent, fresh managers in, fresh ideas, because to me, and I know I keep going on, and people must think I'm, I'm a right bore, but it's it's getting it's getting too stale. The Premier League, I think, it's getting mm. too predictable.
1: And um, I must I admit, think- I I am. More look, I I watch the bottom of the table this season more than the top because I think it's virtually over up there. It's more exciting uh, down the bottom. But Brad, Anthony wants you to do a favor. (laughs) Your fault, will you say Arteta will get sacked? Pretty please. Oh, you
0: know, you want Arteta to stay. (laughs) Yeah, Arteta is doing a great job calling to the other 19 Premier League clubs, mate. So I can't say... Unfortunately, you're outvoted. So I can't say Arteta uh, <laughs> should get the sack. I have to delay your pain a little bit longer.
1: We all went for a Wolves' win against Southampton. Um, I mean, apparently all the Man United players now are being banned from ever owning a dog again because they just can't hold on to a lead. Um, as Villa came back 2-2. Coutinho... Mm, was linked with us, who knows? But um, Man United are just in free fall at the moment. Yeah, Brad predicted Brentford to beat Liverpool. That was Brad predicted Brentford to beat Liverpool, got it completely wrong. Uh, but none of us went for Leeds. And I tell you what, with that Leeds win, those bottom three or four are getting cut adrift a little bit.
0: Yeah, they are. To um, be honest, we probably should have backed more respect on Leeds more probably for the fact that you know I I have the one saying that you know Leeds you know leads are in that bottom end of the table and they're the points that West Ham are dropping. Yeah, you know, they're teams mm. are dropping points against so maybe we should have really thought more about that instead of uh going against Leeds because that was a hell of a game to watch. Did you reviews uh, that watch it? I
1: only the highlights, I don't know about you Steve.
2: Oh, I thought it was a great game, yeah. Watched it. It was um you know I've been in Leeds for the last few weeks that and saying that they've got to come good at some time and then I totally blew it against West Ham thinking they'll get hammered but they look like the, the Leeds from um, from last season and I feel that um, I think they'll carry on now and get a good little run going because they've got the confidence back because they haven't been there or thereabouts um, hammered every week. I think they've been unlucky with some of the results they've had. So it's it's more of a confidence thing now, and we'll see if they can move on with it.
1: I mean, like I say, it is just. I think the thing with Leeds is that they you know they beat Burnley the week before. Those you no, know, it's those games that they need to win, and you know, as like I say the other ones. They're getting they are getting cut cut adrift a little bit, and I mean, I know uh, Everton are sort well five points clear of the bottom four. But everyone has got game in hands, and it's, it's going to cause so many problems when they're trying to, well, we've got a catch-up game tomorrow. Um, but it, you look at the table when you think, Burnley, they're like five games behind Man City, but can you see them winning any of those five games? I don't know if either of you two can, because I can't at the moment.
0: Can't see them winning any of them. Any of them. And I know that, obviously, first of all, because one of them is against us, can't see them winning that. <laughs> true. Can't can't see um even beating Spurs, but I'm sure Steve can, so they're gonna to have to win one,
1: aren't
0: they? Yeah. Well,
1: this week we've got ten games as always. How many will actually go ahead? I know not. Um there's rumors about the Burnley game again, but I don't think it's been cancelled as yet as somebody might. Um, correct me on that, but we start on the Friday night live on telly. And wow, um, this is a real a six pointer to you, you know, coin a football phrase. Watford haven't won in oh god, I think I think I sort of was a baby in nappies last time they won, but they're just you know, Ranier is not doing it for them, you know, he has the odd win here and there, but they're just I think I've said this before, I do not understand how the Watford board could have a look look at that and go, Ranier is the man for us after what he did at Fulham. And don't get me wrong, I love the guy. Norwich off the bottom, for uh, seems like the first time this season. Uh, I mean, they have played more than the two below them, um, but they managed that win. Steve, six-pointer, isn't it? Six-pointer,
2: um, but I think, you know, I'm going to go for lower Ravages, you know, Watford's got to win one at some time, and I think you know uh, if they're going to win one, I think it's going to be against Norwich. Norwich might be on a bit of a high because they got the the result, you know, in the last game. But Watford have they've got to win one, and I think it's going to be this week.
1: I I can see you thinking there, Um, Brad. Would you agree with
0: that? I I agree that it's a six-pointer, and I I agree all good and bad things come to an end one way or another, and the problem is, is I think this will be one of them where neither t- it'll get to a stage where neither team will want to win this, uh, want to win it, want to lose the game. I think it'll mm. be, it will we'll go late into the game, it might already be one-all, uh, and then you'll get to a point in the game where both teams will go like, well, we'd rather draw than lose this right now, especially if they hear wind of maybe other results going their way, and it, it turns out to be a valuable point. Um, so I'm I'm going to say it's a, it's a draw I think it'll just end level art. I think I can just see this happening with this sort of game
1: You were such an Indian giver you know, all this love for Norwich last week and you, you've chickened out you've not stuck with them for this week
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean come on Norwich is the John McElroy miracle as Steve, he did it with, with Watford they're both miracle clubs so let's see, if I sit on the fence I'm not showing favour <laughs> to two favourite children.
1: Yeah. I, I'm trying to um, put you off because I, I've, I've gone for the draw as well. I think Norwich <laughs> will be <off>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> don't put you off. Um, but no, I have because I think um, it will be a draw. I think Norwich, like I say, that they, they got that win. Um, they will be buoyed up a little bit. And it's a must-win game. You know, if they can't beat Watford, then they're going to struggle. And I think they'll, that if they're not all down already, they will go down. But it's the same for Watford. They are in exactly the same position. And I think it will... It could even be one of those boring nil-nils, to be honest with you. Um, uh, you know, last game's on match of the day, as we say. Um, Everton, managerless and um, confidenceless as well. Uh, if we're honest, dropped. I mean, they're as high as fourth at one point, Steve. They're down to 16 now, 16th. Uh, Their last win was against Arsenal, and you can't read too much into that because Arsenal, they can win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Uh, But they lost to Palace. They managed a good draw with Chelsea, but then lost to Brighton, and as we say before, lost to Norwich last week, up against uh, a Villa side. Who, to be totally honest, that second half when Cortino came on, everybody was saying, "Well, is he past it not he?" And I know it was only forty-five minutes, but it was rolling the clock back. For me, I can only only see a Villa win here, and I think it could be quite embarrassing um, on that. Would you agree, Steve?
2: No, I think you. I think you're going to see a different Everton this game. I think the shackles are off. Um, they've got rid of the. Uh... The weight that was around the neck And I think they're going to um, They're going to want to prove a point That it was the manager and not the players And uh, not um, The way they've been playing Before So I think uh, Everton will, I don't think they'll do enough to win the game Because like right. you say Villa, Villa are solid at the moment But I think you'll definitely see a different Everton And I, I can see this one being a draw
1: Brad, I mean we <laughs> I I can see what it's saying. I presume it's gonna be Duncan Ferguson that's gonna be in the yeah, dugout. Yeah. And
2: yeah,
1: he, he he does do well. Um every, you know, when when it takes over, whether he doesn't want the job permanently or not, I don't know. Um it's an early kick-off on the Saturday. Which way do you see it going?
0: It's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because like like Steve just said, it's the shackles are off the players. Any grievances uh, or, for whatever reason, they felt they were being frozen out the first team when they felt they were more than capable of to be playing. Um, you know, whatever they had, isn't. he's now gone. Duncan Ferguson, I think it was actually noted on Sky that he's been appointed for the time being to take over. So, we know his effect. Although, he does like to sub on the play and sub them off after 12 minutes. So I wonder whose career is going to ruin. I don't know. But... <laughs> I can't. I don't know if it's because Leicester seem to experience it quite a lot when it when it's when it's us, but I always seem to get that feeling that I'm, I'm a firm believer in the old. Some way or another, you get a manager bounce more times than you don't, don't you? It might not be some mm. statistics nerd might be able to tell the exact percentage, but you always feel like there's a result gained from a new manager or an intern manager, especially when things are going as wrong as they are. And I'm going to agree yeah. with Steve on this one. I don't think it's going to be a full turnaround, but I think he'll muster a way to get a draw out of this one. I think Everton do get a point.
1: Oh, so you're agreeing with you. are getting up yeah. on me, are
0: you? might just be the brake <laughs> slammer on that Everton need to make sure they don't get dragged into a relegation battle. You know what I mean? It might just be the start of the brakes being put on and then
1: giving yeah. a the time to win it. Well, Anthony Herbert goes against me as well with the draw. Um, I, I just I would find it very funny, and I'm sorry to any Everton fans that are watching, but I would find it very funny. You are, but I think you know you've ne- you've never been relegated out of the Premier League, um, and I, you know me. I like to see the likes of Brentford and if they ever manage it, Norwich and whatever these teams doing well, and I'd love to see like the Newcastle's and the Everton struggling. So. Sorry, guys, but I, I, I hope you I hope you do get dragged into it. Now then, Brentford against Wolves. This is going to be interesting. Brentford coming off the back of a a, a, a pounding by Liverpool, uh, but and I doubt they, they won't have. Well, they might have him in for this game. Ericsson, uh a player we've been linked with, but he may be and uh, using his old um, Danish um, connections. And I can never remember the manager at. Um, at Denmark, Denmark, at Brentford, I can not remember his name. Uh, I just want to say hello, by the way, Facebook has now joined us. I think i got Facebook working. Sorry, it's a bit late, guys. The link wasn't working. It's still not for Twitter, but we have got Facebook with us, I believe, now. Uh, Wolves, they just go from strength to strength. They've not lost in four, um, and they had a good win against Southampton last week. Um, And, of course, they had that win against Man United. Which way do you see this one, Steve?
2: I think Wolves will keep um keep on going now for the next few games. Um, mm. I think they're back two or three years ago. I think they've got um the formation right. I think they've got the um the defense right. And I think uh, the, at the moment, other than Man City and occasional Liverpool, I think they're the, they're the most solid club in
1: the in the Premiership at the moment.
2: They are, I good. mean. The-
1: they're proving me wrong totally because I thought, as they went, and I've said it many times when Nuno went, I thought that, that that was it for them. But, um, they are having a good season under large. Brad, is this a Wolves win, or you going for your second favorite club to get something?
0: See, the good points made by Steve. I mean, they're, they're quietly going about their business at the moment to the point where they they kind of weren't getting talked about. But the fact is now people are starting to mention they're not getting talked about. So inadvertently, people are now talking about Wolves. And mm-hmm. what, we all know what happens when a when a team like Wolves and Leicester and that suddenly start getting talked about and start getting picked up as favourites for games. We tend to um, get a bit of cold feet, don't we? And uh, I just, I can't escape the fact that Brentford have such a close quarters capacity stadium, no, not too dissimilar to what we remember the days of Filber Street, Um as I always compare to. We know what that ground can cause. We know that a whole different Brentford turns up. And I just can't look past. Just as Wolves are looking good and people start talking about them, Brentford go and reverse what happened to them at Liverpool and go and beat Wolves. So I'm actually sticking with my, yeah, as crystal called them, my second favourite team, although I don't have a second team. But Brentford mm-hmm. are getting a win on this one. Plus, my dad supports okay. Wolves. So I find it easy to say Wolves are going to lose.
1: <laughs> I I I was saying it tongue in cheek. I mean, I, I love Brentford. You all know if you if you follow yeah. the channel, you know my thoughts on Brentford. I feel bad for them because they are slowly slipping down that greasy pole. I think they will have enough to 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 stay up. Um, I mean, they are currently in 14th, but you know, the 10 points clear are of the of the drop zone. Um, I would normally, if this was at Wolves, I would be going for Wolves because uh, I just think they are they are looking good. Um, but with Wolves, they—I've lost my pointer. Where's my pointer? There we go. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> I want to say Wolves, but I, I, it's a little bit of me. It's one of those heart head moment, uh, heart brain moments. Um, I think I'm going to have to go for the draw again, I'm afraid, and sit sit in the middle because I think uh, – because it's at Brentford. I think they will uh, – they seem to kind of, kind of respond with draws after they've lost one, but um, there we go. Now then, Leeds, Steve. We were talking about them before on a bit of a fight back. Uh, maybe we've, they've, they've got the mojo back. Um, Newcastle United – <laughs> they don't, They can't have dogs either I mean you know You just think they're close to it uh, They're being linked with everybody And his dog Literally in the transfer market uh, Only two that have come in though And Newcastle are going to get anything at Leeds?
2: I think it all depends on Leeds um, I think if Leeds look at the fixture And think you know This is the right time to play Newcastle I think that's when they're going to Eat uh, a brick wall um, Newcastle are not going to get any better unless they get four or five players in at the same time. Uh, you, you know, you're you you you're doing one and two players and I don't think they've changed anything. Uh, the systems have been the same. I don't think they've looked like they are going to do anything for them. Until they get three or four people in, um, it's not going to make any difference. But Leeds had a good win against West Ham. If they can... Um, Go back with the same attitude and attack, attack prowess that they've got. I think uh, Newcastle will win this. Uh, sorry, Leeds will win this two 2-0 for
0: Leeds yet, um, Brad. Yeah, I'm. I'm just seeing only one winner and it's got to be Leeds. They found a better form. They've managed to get themselves some results, much needed results. Let's face it, we're all probably starting to put them in the mixer with the Burnleys and Oranges and the Newcastles. Uh, and I think this one just keeps putting another nail in Newcastle's championship-bound coffin. and um, probably gets Leeds all but out of it for now. So, yeah, easy win for me, I reckon, against uh, against the I'm, two. I'm
1: sorry, say that. say that again.
0: I said an easy win for Leeds against the two, I'm afraid.
1: A tune, so yeah,
0: yeah,
1: I agree. I mean, I just wonder if Newcastle have got them. We've talked about this before, and I've gone for a Leeds win. Uh, I think that they've 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 turned it round, and they've had a couple of wins and they're on that. You you get the confidence just from a couple of wins, don't you, Steve? You know, as players, you're thinking like, yeah, it's gelling now, and you you, you walk out with that bit of extra swagger, don't you?
2: Well, you do because you've got the result. Um, I think Leeds have been involved in some games where. They could, they, they could or should have won the game. And, um, you know, by being unlucky, they haven't got what they wanted. But mm. Leeds are a team that's that are solid. And I think once they get in, back into the two or three wins, they'll have another run like Wolves. And um, they'll get back to, to where they were.
1: And, and do you think Newcastle have got to go down to get better? I really
2: do. Um, because, mm. like, like I've just said, you know, richest club in the world, apparently. But you can't do it by bringing one player in, two players in. They're not going to make a difference. You're going to turn into, uh, you're going to turn into a Man United. You're going to have individual players playing instead of team players. I don't think they're picking team players at the moment. I think they're just picking up who they can, just mm-hmm. to get into the to, to try and secure them safety for this year. But, um, you know, we'll we'll see. But I can't see you doing any different. No,
1: no. I mean, you know, as I always say, I don't necessarily think we might be where we are now had we not gone down that time into the third tier. It just gives you a chance to get rid of the the Deadwood. And talking of Deadwood, the next game, Man United (laughs) hosting West Ham United. Uh, Brad, I'll come to you first on this one. I mean, it's all going wrong for Man United. That manager... It situation is just a joke there. Um, and you know, but West Ham, you know, they did they, they, they struggled against Leeds. How do you see this one going?
0: Yeah, like I said, they about, about when we were discussing the Leeds result that they had there midweek. Um, they don't do well against these these low down failing sides, not not you know, these struggling sides. Sorry, failing is a wrong, wrong word. That these sides that are struggling, they seem to be dropping points again. So you know, so of course, when a charity case like Manchester United comes along, they're probably going to struggle again and concede some goals. But I mean, this this is this is one of them, isn't it? It's not really an upset if West Ham go and win it because they have been genuinely quite impressive throughout the majority of the season. But you do just feel like, even if it's it doesn't matter if it's Ollie or it's Ralph. That Man U will just find a way to dig something out of a game like this, Uh, you know, as if to like brush over the fact that it's a complete mess at the moment at Old Trafford. Um, But I'm looking at it just being at Old Trafford and I want to say West Ham are going to win it, but I'm going to say that Man U somehow nicked the draw. I am going to play a draw.
1: Right. Anthony went for a West Ham win. Steve, how do you see this one?
2: Oh, football as football is, I think Man United is going to get out. Man United is going to win it. I've just got this this funny feeling. Like West Ham, are okay, at the moment they're really good up front and they're really good at mm. you know attacking people, but they've still got that vulnerability uh, in the middle at the back. And I think, um, looking Manuel, you know, they'll, they'll scrape through. I think they'll scrape through this one.
1: Just, I mean, what is scary about this show is it's when people pop up and join. And Mike, good evening to you. How are you? Thanks for popping back. Uh, Man United fan is Mike, and he pops up just as we're talking. Man United against um, uh, uh, West Ham, and uh, as you all know, I I I I love Man United. You know, I I never try and hide that fact from anybody. (laughs) 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 <laughs> like, could you get you not come back in five minutes? I mean, I don't know what's happening. Well, I do know what's happening at Man United. Their owners are sort of taking what you know. It was a a great club. Um I mean, you know what Ferguson built under, you um, know Ferguson built at Man United. Was amazing, you know, and you, you you know, they're in the same bracket as the Liverpool of the you know late 70s, 80s. It was amazing, and yet you think all that has just been destroyed with some bad running decisions. And you know, they should have a manager in now. You know, the players are going to look and Ragnick says, Well, you need to do this. Well, but go off, you're not going to be there, you're not going to be managing me next season. Uh, so they're not going to have that conf, you know, that, that support for the manager they should have a manager in they're man united are the biggest or well, one of the biggest clubs in the world whatever we say about them they are and they've had amazing success they should they should be able to say do you want to be man united manager yes come now and but, they want
2: somebody they want somebody firm that they can like you know brad brad said this for you a few weeks ago you need somebody firm that can rule rule over the players that's why Ferguson had such a great run because he ruled man united he was man united but the last yes. two or three seasons it's been man united players that have run the club and I think you go back to you know olden days in England team when you had Wilkins and all those in and they run the England squad the manager didn't run it so mm. I think until they they break the core of the man united back that's in there and kick out three or four of the so called troublemakers You know And get them out and make sure that the manager Rules and they rules the club mm. And that's, that's what we need
1: I mean I The fact that it's at um, uh, Old Trafford Is swaying me on this one um, I, I hate I, I hate I hate having to do this But I'm having to agree with Brad again <laughs> well, you start to be a bit controversial Brad So I, I want to catch you up Not just for the same But I do see, I, think
0: I, I told you this when we started Chris. See, When I used, to have me, I, I used to be like you Steve I used to be the wayward predictors And they would get me extra points And now I see a big brain in him Steve And that's why he's stuck in this vicious circle
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, if this wasn't live, I'd be going back and changing all your votes, Brad. Um <laughs> but I think Man United, sorry Mike, but they will they will scrape a a scrappy wit a draw um at that. If it was if it was at West Ham's ground, I could see you 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 throwing it away. Mella, Mella, how are you? Um, Mella, 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 New York, so good named you twice. Did I know that Norwich lost five in a row? I didn't. I did not indeed. I think that might end tomorrow though. Sorry, Mella. Um, let's have a look what we've got back here. We have now come into Southampton, Manchester City. Um, let's, give them the, let's give them the trophy, eh, Steve?
2: That's it, yeah, Man City won the league. They won the league, um, I think, after the fourth game of the season, by the look of it. Um, you know, I, I hope that somebody gets a campaign up and gets rid of these three points for a win. Because <laughs> I think it's I think it's killed it. You know, um, because once you get that run of three or four games and you get that points ahead, you, you know, you're not going to get caught. And I feel it's no. so typically boring now and I think that's that affects the other clubs in the premiership as well Yeah, because they know after four or five games that they're not in contention of anything and they're just playing for mid-table or like you say relegation but I think bringing back the two points and narrowing because you're never going to be able to catch Man City or the, the so-called top six money-wise and getting the players in mm-hmm. so I think they've always got every year they've got that advantage. So I think something needs to do to take that bit of that advantage away, and uh, let them start scrapping for it instead of like having it given to them on a plate.
1: But do you think that you know? I I see where you're coming from with the three points, you know, and and for for those younger ones like Mike, there's the two points of what you used to get before three points were added when when we were mere mere mere, mere, the, mere teenagers as well. Um, I just think that, let's say for example, Man City, well, they are 10 points ahead. So if it's three points for a game, you've got, uh, you know, three games, you're back in it. If it's two points for a game, a win, you've got to win five games to be back up there. So is it not harder if it's with for two points? No, I think because you're, you're, you're making things more, you know, more of a level par.
2: You can um, lose a couple, but you can still be in contention because you're not, uh, you know, they're, they're not pulling away. I think the three points was brought in to make it more entertaining, but if you look at the Premiership now, um, do the teams go at go at each other like they used to before? It's more, everything's changed. It's a slower build-up. It's more passes square and backwards, and it is attacking. So, I think the three points where they said they will make it more exciting. You know the way the way the the rules have changed and the way that the, the game's changing you know um, to me it's it's yeah. round dog day because whatever games you play on it watch this Saturday you'll 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 see exactly the same games next Saturday
1: yeah. I mean brad we if, if ever you can say that anybody's bought the title it is man City, we know you know that they wouldn't be as good or they wouldn't have the players they had if it if it wasn't for the owners, but fair dues, you know we've all we've all got rich owners to some degree um but Southampton are not going to come away with anything here, are they?
0: get your nine nil card bing- bingo card uh, I've got a funny feeling about this one and it ain't a good one. I've got for Southampton, fans. I think the annual 9-0 could potentially be on here, the way Man City go about it. And look, I know Man City versus Southampton's had a few shocks. I think they only lost, didn't they only lose 1-0 or something like that earlier in the season. Um, Someone mm. I've confirmed it, they, they don't always get battered by them, obviously, but I've just got this horrible feeling that somehow Southampton are going to find a way to make it a third year in a row that they lose by nine goals.
1: Well, that would be. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm almost tempted to bit a little note there that you said nine uh, <laughs> nil. The only problem is though, bad. If somebody, if somebody's wins another game nine nil, I'm worried that they're going to take the uh, the record offers and and, and get ten. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the worry with that one. Um, but there we go. But we've got. Um... <laughs> Mike says, "Mike, good point, Mike. Nine uh, one. James Ward-Prowse will score a banger. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. So, I love that,
0: Mike. That'll work.
1: Yeah, we will take the one. We'll take that one. Um, Burnley. I don't. I don't know what I can say about Burnley, and I feel br- bad because of my affinity with them. But I'm sorry, Burnley. You know, get the roadmap out for." Uh, for West Brom and everywhere else, um, Arsenal. And Arsenal, I just don't know what's happening with Arsenal. Um, I know, I know, Steve, you're just going to go for Burnley, aren't you? I am, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame you at all. Um, Brad, Mike says Burnley are down. Sorry to say.
0: You know, we've said this about a few teams, and I still feel that about a few teams as well. And now I'm going to have to add burning to this. Why do they bother? Why do they bother every week? There's people like, there's good, honest people like that out there that, 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 that go through thick and thin, and you're just making them suffer and just worse. I mean, you're not just offer your points, whatever little points you've got to like someone in need, and just let them try and maybe stay up in, their, in another division because you just, you're done. Yeah, Arsenal winning this. I hate to say it, but Arsenal, if Arsenal can't win this, they don't deserve European football. I'm sorry, that's how far and confident I am that Burnley have done this season. They just look an absolute mess that have already started to take steps to go down. I mean, how you don't come into this at any point during his contract and not get your best striker out of his popsy £25 million release clause, God only knows. Uh, just... Why do you bother turning up each each game day? I mean, I know mm. they don't because they've got more games than and they've got points, but still, right now I can't see nothing good going for Burnley and I can just see Arsenal winning there.
1: Yeah. Um... Anthony, I I'll, I'll, I'll want to say Arsenal, but they are... I, I, I hate them probably just as much as, as Steve does. Um or maybe I say, like I say, probably it's the fans more more than, than, than the club. I just I'm sorry, Burnley, but I don't know. Yeah. But I say but the thing is for me for Arsenal are just so unpredictable can burnley get a point uh I, i'm i'm erring towards you know that they may might be able to get a point but then i'm going to look at it and go well they're actually away from home and again brad i've got to agree with you
0: i've got to it, go right yeah
1: great. if it was a burnley yeah they might be able to fight for a point but i think just think the the the, the confidence is down you know that you know, and uh, I mean, the thing is, I mean, Arsenal, you know, they go out every game knowing that Steve, you know, Steve hates them, but you know, it, it brings them together and uh, maybe gives them that 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 boost, but uh, but no, um, I'd like to see Burnley win because it would do us a favor, uh, at, at our end of the table. Um, Anthony says, um We'll win against Burnley and <laughs> Steve Burnley to win. I thought that was 10 for Burnley, then I'm gonna say, good God. Um and yet, Mike <laughs> is an Arsenal fan. Um that's all that was all the well we're into Sunday now, the first televised game on the Sunday, and we've got Palace um hosting Liverpool, Steve. I mean Liverpool, you know, they're 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 still gonna have some players away at Afghan. Um, Palace are, are sort of on a, on a, a reasonable run. Obviously, they couldn't. They only got the draw last time out. Um, you know, we all say, you know, we like Palace. They're in eleventh place. Liverpool. They, they know they're probably the title trance is over. Um, which, which way is this going to go? I think
2: this is the right time to play Liverpool. I think uh, watching them uh, from the last game. You know, uh, the players that have gone out of the team to this silly. Silly cup thing where they've gone. I mm. think um, it's it, it's cool. Liverpool. Um, they don't look as sharp and as and as potent as they were. Um, they still do the passing and that, but they're not getting anywhere with it. And I think uh, Palace have got to the same stage now where they're trying to play football, which I think it will. Uh, and they but they've got that at- attacking prowess with them. So I think, uh, mm. I think Palace will uh, beat Liverpool.
1: Well um
0: brad you've just reminded me by bringing it up some bittersweet news well two bits of bittersweet news to leicester um is obviously we know castanier's out for a while don't we um
1: again yeah
0: bittersweet more for the player than it is for the club itself but ghana are knocked out of the african nations so
1: well oh, they
0: are now definitely but... no, out now. So that does mean yeah. Daniel Marty's back, or did he not go? Well, I was just mean silly.
1: No, he went. Yeah. Um, he so we do. will get in him back. Uh I don't yeah, know the. That,
0: that is that is something if you remember he does probably play on the right side. So I just wanted to get that out there before I give him predictions. Uh I did this on a, a very infamously long stream, as you know, Chris. And I'm gonna to stick to what I said. Chris Balls happening again. But that means I've got to go for the draw. I don't think Palace have enough of them to cause a major upset, but I think they're going to, You know, just when Liverpool think they've got to get go the ship the, the ship steady, they play Cristian Ball, don't they, all over again. And I think they're going to mock it up again, Liverpool. Um, and I'm going to go for the draw.
1: Yeah. Well, well i I say that, that show you won. I wasn't sure whether it was the show or a telephone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bit of both, mate. Bit of both, mate. I'll,
1: I was getting ready to to pick the phone up and and offer a donation. You
0: know? Yeah, well, you you only donate for the need of sleep, but that that that, that came shortly. <laughs> after
1: that. Um, I'll come back to your question at the end, Anthony, By the way, because it uh, it could be a long a long answer. Um, yeah, I've got to say, I've got to say that. Hmm, Liverpool i I I'm I'm just gonna go, I'm just going to I'm going to come out and say I'm agreeing with Steve I'm going for a Palace win it's that Palace uh Liverpool they are they're not the same team uh, at the moment without the uh without the good players but um I I just think yeah I, I, I I don't know what's happened. To, I mean, Liverpool—they they had that year, that calendar year, when they won everything that was going uh, worldwide, European-wise, um, domestically-wise, and they never kicked on from there. You know, you'd expected a period of Liverpool domination, and then they ah, we had one good year. We're going back to normal now. But I'd just like to—I think Palace will, will get something here, um, and the big one. The big game, not on the telly, but uh, Leicester City finally playing a game. Well, we're playing a game tomorrow, obviously, uh, unless it gets cancelled. Steve, we're hosting Brighton. And, you know, they've got, of course, the excellent Mr. Potter in charge of them. Um, It's a ninth verse, well, tenth versus ninth. They are three points ahead of us. Two or three nil win to us, and we could go go uh, ahead of them. Um, otherwise, we're just going to sort of sit where we are at the moment. Can can Leicester get a win here?
2: Well, I just checked my phone now, and I think they've just got a they've just got a draw against Chelsea tonight, have not they? Brighton
1: have they?
0: Wow! Yeah, yes. It was one all, but I knew it was one nil, but they were doing I mean, quite well in the first half. So,
2: yeah, it's one each now. So I think. Uh,
0: have they done it again, Brighton? They
2: scored late on. Scored late on, I think, yeah. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, no, to be fair, it was the 60th minute. Yeah. Oh,
0: a bit, bit early for Brighton.
2: Yeah, so uh, I think it'll be a tough one for Leicester. Uh, I usually go for the, the reverse psychology and that on it, and usually go for the opposition. But now this week, I think Leicester's going to uh, prove a point. Mm. And I think, uh, I think Leicester will win this year.
1: I mean, they're now four points ahead of us. So um, we're actually, we, we can't, even if we beat them, we, we can't jump up any higher on the table. Brad, I mean, you know, it, it's it's two master tacticians up against each other, Brendan Rogers and Graham Potter.
0: Don't swear at me. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you say that, we've got, Spurs, we've got Spurs tomorrow, beat them, we'll get down to a point. It'd be a nice psychological battle. To, to win if we can beat them and get in yeah, front that's of them, true. And play them twice very true. um it, i mean this one could all depend what leicester go into this game into i think that you know if it i'm not saying you can lose you know we don't want to obviously lose the top I, mean, I, I always say you can lose a game if it's you know something where you just feel like you've just been hard done by and you've seen you know. a great effort but if leicester go into this on the back of a win I only see one outcome and I just can't look past us at home not getting a win. I do think we've rediscovered... I think the crowd have rediscovered their confidence in this side and the team seem to have rediscovered the confidence in that side. I mean, seeing such performance from the FA Cup as well and and now, like I said, we're seeming to turn the corner with returning players. You've got Dakar back looking fit for this. You've got players on form. I know... Brighton are like an itch that won't go away. You can't scratch it, sort of thing. And staying around the top eight, top nine. But I think we'd have enough to beat them at home. And I think we've got to if we're going to achieve our goal of Europe. I think we've got to make sure we're beating teams in and around us. So for me, I'm going for nothing, nothing less than less to win.
1: Five players back, apparently. Um, <laughs> that always that always gets uh, equaled up by a couple of different ones going out. Um James Justin could be back uh, which will be a great boost to us but I don't he's not, he's not going to play the full 90 I can't see that happening but you know it, it's like <laughs> I know I got I got picked up on this earlier for saying the old um, cliche it was like we like having a new signing but it's 12 months he's been out so yes it is going to be like a, a, a new signing uh hopefully if a marty doesn't have to self isolate uh, but I have a feeling he might do. He'll, he'll come back. Uh, it's not going to be 9-0, Anthony. And, Anthony, just just remind me, um, how are you doing in the FA Cup?
0: Oh, that's right. Nottingham Forest knocked you out, didn't they? I don't know, you know. No, Chris. Chris, give them credit, because they've got that difficult European tie to pair against. Oh, no, wait, they yeah. don't have that either.
1: <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. You yeah, know. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, remind slipped. I forgot they left Europe quicker than the country.
1: Yes, quicker than Brexit. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, it's great. No, I, I'm grateful to Arsenal. I mean, it's been that long since we had a, a a local derby, you know, an East Midlands derby, and Arsenal have have provided that. So, Arsenal, thank you very much. I just, um, you know, just hope that you've got decent shirts on because when you have those shirts on against Forest, you, your players looked as washed out as the shirts did. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah, <laughs> but. Uh,
0: Without scared they were of them, they should have been wearing a brown kit. It would have made more sense. Oh, well, this is very
1: true. <laughs> this is very true. Um, Leicester, three or three of us going for a Leicester win there. Yep, I think we're going to get it. We need to. Like Brad said, these are the games we need to start winning now. We're not. We're not out of the European equation. And unlike some teams, <coughs> Arsenal, <coughs> Spurs, that think the conference is below them. I would still take qualifying for the Conference League as as, as success. Steve, I mean, (laughs) Chelsea have battered Tottenham twice just recently in in the Caribou. Um, And and I know you hate Tottenham as much as you hate Arsenal, so I guess you're going for a Chelsea here.
2: They're going to batter them again. (laughs) (laughs) I hope hope they batter them again. But, um, like I said, I keep harping on about it and doing whatever, but It's the mannerisms of the players and that on the pitch. You know, uh, every bar decision which was brought into the game to make it more simple and whatever, once the decision's given, there's about nine players around the referee trying to change his mind and that, and I think it's so disrespectful. Mm. Uh, And I think it's just the mannerism all the time. They can kick you, but you can't kick kick them. And, oh, it's – I don't like it.
1: I know what you're saying. Nippon, hi, how are you? Um this is, uh you 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 obviously think out my shows go on as long as yours because you come in after 15 minutes thinking oh, I've still got a couple of hours to watch, but uh, you always come, you come in at the end. But welcome along, Nippon. I do hope you are well, sir. Uh Steve's just gone for your team to beat Tottenham Hotspur. Um Brad, you I mean, I can't see. Tottenham getting anything, can you?
0: No, but I can't see Chelsea winning it. So guess where I'm going. I'm going to my magic fence this week because that seems to be where I'm going. I'm looking at these teams and honestly, I can't see Tottenham having enough. I don't know what the serious injury is to Son, but we all know him and he is vital <laughs> because Kane's still a couch potato. He's not back to his form, what people might say. He, he's, he's still been drossed this season for Tottenham because he wants out. Um the you know, difference between Chris Ward, his agent and and you know Harry Kane baffles me. That you know the 100 million man can't get a contract release clause put in his contract. But there we go. Um, mm-hmm. But if he's not playing, if sort of they haven't got the creative, I love you, solid, And you know Chelsea can't hold on to a lead either, and they can only seem to draw a lot these days. Um, so yeah, put them down for a draw because I don't think either of them are going to deserve a win. I think we I think this could be last on the day sort
1: of thing. I reckon this could be the, the die game. I I I was asking the Tottenham fan earlier. It was on from and it's a great channel if you if you've uh of I know Steve can turn off for this, but I know if you do want to have a have a bit of banter with the Tottenham channel, uh let's talk Tottenham. Um it's a great channel. It's called Chris, so you know he's gonna be a really cool guy. Um and I was asking him if there was any sort of... You know, did he see the Leicester Spurs as a rivalry? And, like, because, you know, we seem to have done since, obviously, the three-horse, you know, third in a two-horse race. He doesn't think there is. Um, but he... he, he I, don't, I don't hate Tottenham the same way now. I will, I will explain things in a minute, uh, uh, Anthony. But um, I just think Chelsea... They're not going to win the league. They're not going to catch Manchester City up. But... Spurs, they've got a good manager in, it's whether they back him or not and you know we're halfway through the window and you can look at clubs like Leicester and say you know we aren't by anybody but Tottenham aren't you know and, and there's rumours about unrest with Conte already um, so I, I'm going to see this as a Chelsea it's at the bridge and I'm going to see it as a, as a, as a Chelsea win and um, <laughs> I, I, I said this to Anthony. Um, we love you, Anthony. And Anthony comes back with thanks, Chris. The missus don't, but she's a cow anyway. <laughs> no,
0: no <play. laughs>
1: uh, Niall says, Nippon the quiz destroyer, poor result for your Scottish team Rangers. Drew Drew with 1 1 with Aberdeen. Um, He's got he's, got, he's, he's, he's he supports his way, he's got more clubs than a golf player, hasn't he? Nippon, um. No, no.
0: More clubs than in a deck of cards.
1: Yeah. Anthony, I'm gonna say why I why I don't like Arsenal at the moment. Um it was Wenger that started me off because he I expect a manager to back his players if they've done a mistake and he doesn't want to sort of come on the telly straight after and say, Oh, he was bad or, or whatever, as we call it doing a Nigel. Uh but he, he never saw anything. You know, he, he must you know he, he saw plenty of his fouls, you know, where he wanted a foul, but he never saw anything else. And kind of, yeah. And then I'm afraid Arsenal, when you beat us in that, uh, when Welbeck got the, the goal in the last minute to beat us in the championship winning year, your players posing in the dressing room, you know, there, there was, um, you know, going like that. And all. Um, I'm like, Oslo was doing that. And I'm just like, yeah. You won a game, you know, and it's that kind of, of attitude. And, and this, for me, it's not everybody you're, you're a nice Arsenal fan, and there is one or two out there. But this sort of thing that you know, Madison was going to come to you why not that he wanted European football, not that he was coming to a, a superb football playing team because we're Arsenal. And kind of, you're not there now, guys. So that's why I hate Arsenal. But he was actually Steve asking why you hated Arsenal as well.
2: Well, you know, it goes it goes back to when I when when I, I used to play against him. Um, it was the attitude of um, the people at Arsenal uh, when you you know in the ground, not so much the fans, but the people in, in, inside it. Um, what went on on the pitch and whatever, but. It's, it's the arrogance of um, Arsenal mm. um, they don't care about the football they just care about the money Arsenal Tottenham Chelsea they're all money money machines they're not football machines anymore and I think them they're, um, they're losing uh, what can you what can I say they just think about their club and that's it yeah. You know, yeah I think I think they're they're ruining the game, but it's, mm. it's you know you, you watch them on the pitch they've got the same attitude as tottenham as well you know yeah. they want to throw you around they want to kick you whatever, but as soon as you touch them, oh my god, they're rolling around on the floor, they're in the referee's face and all that, and they just can't accept what happens on the pitch or happens off the pitch mm. and I think they're trying to make themselves you know right up there where whether or not any different from you know your Burnleys, your Leeds, your West Ham's, you know it's as though they've got they think it's their selves is that it's all about them.
1: Yeah, Anthony. Now you know why I left the question till the end. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, show Arsenal some love, Brad. You could have some love for Arsenal, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I love watching it when they lose, and everybody loses their <laughs> mind. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I would never, ever say anybody like that is a rival club. I so, me mean, me, rivalry is exactly what it stands for. It's your local team. You have a rival with them because you give them more banter. It's always a bit, you always feel a bit more happier when you beat a local side. I've, I think Leicester are just bored because they're, you know, we haven't got a Midlands team because the only other teams that are good enough to be in there are from the wrong side of the Midlands and the worst side of it. So, you know, we're, we're the only one holding up the flag for the East Midlands and, they were the only two that made fall out of themselves, weren't they? Arsenal could have kept quiet. They could have jumped on the old bandwagon and given Spurs fans some sticks for reckoning they were going to catch us when they were 363 points behind us that season. Uh, yeah. But no. But on all seriousness, they, they could have, couldn't they? Because every other team that was behind the Leicester team, I mean, some teams' fans were behind it more than Leicester fans, even when it was getting closer yeah. and closer. And Arsenal fans just... It's like they, they 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 went, you know what, I'll hold my beer, we'll be the villain. And again, I'm with you, Chris. Now, obviously not every Arsenal fans like that. Some gracious fans no. and some hospital fans I know. And it's the same with Spurs, but it's easy to give them banter and get a bit more joy out of watching them lose and, and, and not doing so well. Because you just remember how annoying they were when that sort yeah. of season happens. So for me, it's always just more fun when they're not doing so well.
1: No, it is it is indeed. Um What day are we on today? We're on the 18th of January already. Um, We're going to um, go now. So I've got some questions. But, Steve, I just want to say thanks a lot for coming on again, as always. Keep it up. You're behind me in the prediction league. Long mate, stay like that. <laughs> I don't want you to catch up too much. Um, and I think we're going to be back to to, to Wednesday next week. So, uh, so I'll see you next Wednesday, sir. Take care. Thank you for coming yeah. on.
2: All right. Thank you very much.
1: Cheers. You stay, later, stay, safe. Yeah. Stay, stay safe. Stay safe. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks to Steve for coming on, as always. I let him go because, uh, Obviously, I don't want to take up all of his time, and we still carry on talking. Nippon asks a question here. Um, Chris, who do you hate least out of Chelsea, Arsenal and Tottenham? Do you know what? It's it's a bit... It, it, I mean, like I I say the reason I hate Arsenal is I've already stated the reasons. It's just the cockiness of them. And, you know, that famous picture of them in the dressing room. Like I say, do I hate Chelsea or Tottenham more? I've never really hated Tottenham. Um, I hate the fact that they've got Harry Kane and he always seems to score against us, no matter what we do. And we can't beat them. Terry's off. Uh, thanks very much for joining us, Terry. Hope you and the dog enjoyed it. Um, and I don't mean I don't mean that by Mrs. Fuller, obviously. <laughs> I do know your dog does. uh He's a lot happier now that Brad hasn't got his cuckoo clock. Let's just say that.
0: Well, <laughs> no, let's, let's just say a few months ago, I learned how to shut the alarm up by putting a piece of paper in front of the census. And now I've done that, it doesn't go off. Ah, so,
1: uh,
0: yeah, I, 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 huh. I thought about killing it, but apparently I'm not allowed to do that because it's an heirloom. <laughs> so. I'm not allowed to do that. I'm not allowed to get trial.
1: Yeah. yeah i mean chelsea now i suppose with canty and drink water how's that 35 million pound going by the way and you know chill well the way that they left um doesn't make us but i'm gonna be honest with you i probably like spurs least i hate spurs least out the three of them at the moment uh would that, but that can be Chelsea and Spurs can can change depending who, who, who goes where and what have you for me? Like I say, probably at the moment, Tottenham. What about you, Brad?
0: Um, this this might throw back a memory to you. I think I finally sort of got over the saltiness of um, when they completely screwed us out of the FA Cup fifth round at Stamford Bridge when they yeah. died for a penalty and LeBear yeah. scored it. Um, after, funny enough, funny enough, that would be a great game to talk about the first leg because I think Leicester had about eight injuries in the first game. And know it was an FA Cup time, the rules are different, but it's funny how times never change, change but stay, stay the same, doesn't it? Because yeah. Leicester had about five yeah. or six, if not seven first-team players out of the first leg. But anyway, I kind of forgive them because I, I believe it was one of the ex-Chelsea players that felt bad about that. So we altered that line for Chilwell's offside goal in the final. Wink, wink, all that. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't really have a disdain for either of them. Again, I think it's more aimed towards the fans. I loved I one of my favourite players growing up. Well, my favourite non Leicester player growing up was Dennis Burkamp. So I always had a, a little bit yeah. of soft spot for that team in that era. I've yeah. always had a, a hate and a love part for all three of these clubs at some point during my childhood or adulthood for one reason or another. Realistically, I only hate them when they beat us, and I love them when they lose to a team they shouldn't do. And I get to have a go at some of my mates. If I go into my head, I've to pick. I don't really care about Chelsea all too much. I think they're the least ones I'm mm. bothered about when it comes yeah. to either giving banter or their results. Yeah.
1: Anthony says here, we'll get your midfielder and he'll score the winner against you. Uh, you're on about well, Perez, middle are middle you? Middle. You're it's on middle the middle. about no, Perez. Middle middle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike says there, and the answer is uh, to be honest with you. I used to like. I mean, Arsenal at the Bergkamp um, era, you played lovely football, and I used to like as a neutral watching if you were playing another team. But it was just the cockiness of Wenger and the cockiness of your players, and you know, okay. So, so Tillman's may go to Arsenal, and I think I said this on another show. It, it if he goes, he goes. What he won't do is go for what the BBC said, which was 40 million because we paid 40 million for him. So we ain't going to let him go for 40 million. Yes. He only got a year's cut. You know, I don't think he'll go in the January. I think he's going to wait until he wants is the reason he's going is because he wants champions league football, you know, and, and, he deserves that. And I actually, if you do check out um the the BBC website and go onto the Leicester City page on the BBC website, uh you'll see my my Tuesday blog, Tuesday talking point as the BBC call it, and I actually said talking about Tillerman's and the fact that he might go. But you know what? While he's here, he, you know, he, Brad will remember when he celebrated winning that throw in. You know, and when he when he scores, he's 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 still you know he's still got that passion for us, even though he knows he probably and he won't be signing a contract, it's been 12 months now. Hey you go. you know, <laughs> that, that should tell you something. And he may well go, and I will wish him all the best because he appears to be going in the right manner. Um, but you ain't gonna get him for 40 million, and yes, no. he's only got a year left on his contract, so you might get him for 60 instead of the maybe 70 or 80 that we would, would normally ask. But, you know, look at, look at you know, two words, Harry Maguire. You know, we we, we don't sell cheaply, so you're going to have to come in with the money, but it all depends where you end up, Anthony. If you finish in that fourth base and got Champions League, you've got as much chance of getting him as Man City. Um, I don't think he'll go to a Man City for me, Brad, I don't know about you, because he wants to play. And, you know, you've got he's a billion-pound player built. at Man City that doesn't always get a game.
0: Yeah, I think he does. And I think, uh, and I really do hate to say it because I'd rather him go abroad than anywhere else. I think yeah. for the fact that he just has the pure love of football and we know, and I would beg to differ, the worst fans in the entire globe are well, maybe not the entire globe, because there's the Russian leagues, isn't there? The, you know, we all know the <laughs> racism and the foulness. was not it? taking the most obvious and brutal countries out of it, you're talking about your top top five leagues, you're probably saying he'd be he'd make a bad move going to someone like Real Madrid, because you know how toxic their fans are. Mm. You know how toxic their fan base get. If they're not if, if not every single fan of that stadium would like Tillman to him Real Madrid, he'll get hounded out of it. Um, so unfortunately, I could see him still staying in the Premier League. I'm going to mourn every day that that he's not at a Leicester play. You know, I'm going to note down in my diary the date of the transfer that he leaves. I'm going to to have to have a a day of you know, of mourning for it. I really hope it is in the nicest way possible. I'd love to enjoy Tilliman's from afar when he leaves Leicester, and by that, I mean, maybe in Spain. Or Italy, yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah. or even Germany, because I think he is. What, what team did you see him
1: going to? If it was in, if it was in the in England. Which team could you see him going to?
0: I don't think he'd go to Arsenal, even if they made top four. I think he'd want someone who's already ready built for top four. Mm. Someone who's got a bit more stability and. Oh God, it's going to make me sick to say it, but I, I generally think for the more need and the more purpose of the midfield. I can see him going to Manchester United because Pogba's was going. We know that. Same reason Tillemans is going, but completely different circumstances. He's near the end of his contract. He's going to go. They've got to replace McFred. And if you're going to persist with strengthening that midfield, I just think he sits nicely in it for them. And they do get top three, top four, more consistent than anybody. He doesn't get into Chelsea's team because they got 369 million midfielders, and it's just not fair. He mm. deserves to play every week. Man City, he'd fall into the rotation slot that Man City play. Uh, I don't think that works for Tillemans. So the only club, realistically, I think, matches his ambition for what he's wanted to be doing season in, season out, is Manchester United. You
2: see, I, I don't
1: because...
0: It, I'd, love, I don't... I'd rather him go to Milan. I'd rather him go yeah. to Milan and win Serie A with them and I don't don't
1: see him at Man United because they're in no disrespect, Mike. they're in such a mess. You know, I don't think Man United will probably even qualify and this could come back and bite me on the bum, of course, but I don't think they'll qualify for the Conference League this season. So, and, I don't, and I think you're always going to look at that. I mean, you know, you, you look at Newcastle, I mean, they're being linked with every single player that's going. Uh, oh, yeah, this player's available, this club, this club, and we'll have Newcastle on the end, you know. So, but players apparently don't particularly want to go there. Um, no, and that's because no. of the position they are in. And I think it's the same with Man United. You know, you look at Man United, would you want to go there? Because I wouldn't. I don't know who the hell the manager's going to be. So I could sign yes. for Ralph. then a new manager comes in who, who doesn't particularly like me. Um I, I just think they are in such a mess. I could see him going yeah. to Liverpool, if I'm honest with you, if, it's in, if, it's, if it's in this I, country.
0: I can see that only on the basis that it seems that every summer, for whatever reason, it's kind of like Liverpool's media go eeny meeny miny mo between Mane, Firmino and Salah and more times than not, it's Roberto Firmino that gets linked to a move away um, as one mm-hmm. of the first big, you know, the front three for Liverpool to, to, to move on to passes new. Mm-hmm. If that happens, then Liverpool becomes more of a viable move for him. Um... You know, obviously last season there was a little whisper around Jordan Henderson. Um, I believe he signed a new deal, though. I could be wrong, but that would be casted that over it. But if Firmino does move on, that then does open the door for Liverpool, I just feel that even though it annoys us, you can't also hide from the fact that if the right new manager comes in and if that new manager goes, for example, uh, Jones, uh, Lindelof or... You know, Matic and Matter, all these players that maybe Man United fans would know more that they'd say, well, they're the dead, or they're the players that are holding us back. There's what needs to go. If he suddenly comes in with the right attitude and the right mentor and goes, right, you five, six players clear out. And then, you know, then he goes, right, not only is that three up some funds for Manchester United, because even if he's making sh- short change on these players, you get, say, 100 million for the lot. You're probably going to get more than that, but I'm just trying to base it. And then he go, right. I'm going to spend 65 million negotiating with Leicester for Tillemans, you, you, yeah, you, yeah, you may keep one or two of the players that you really want to get rid of for the squad depth, but then you've got a yeah. midfield at a bit more stronger I just than what it's. Wonder right though,
1: I just wonder if a move to Man United would. And I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, Mike, but this is Man United at the moment. Whether it is such a a big step up the from leaving Leicester yeah. I mean you know we finished fifth twice uh okay you know you, you 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 got Champions League in a couple of seasons but you don't do very well in that one of those seasons you dropped out yeah. of it um and I just I think if you're going to leave Leicester he obviously loves Leicester he loves playing for Leicester he knows the fans love him he's he would always be you know if Schmeichel ever. Drops out. He's going to be. I would have him as a captain, and, and he's oh. got that at Leicester. And he's going to want something a really, really, really good club to give all that up for. Um, yeah, and, and, and there's not. Yeah, yeah sorry I that mean, we, might, might I you would... say this. Sorry, sorry, Brad. Mike, you say this. Uh, the name alone is probably the step up. To be fair, you would think so, but as I said earlier, Man United are not what they were. Before, Fergie, you were an average team. Now, you're an average team. You, Liverpool, you know, you've got four or five teams that are probably better than you at the moment. So, yes, you have the name, but that doesn't mean a lot these days. It really, really doesn't. It is the money that counts. And if Um, you are such a, a club with such a big name, why haven't you got a manager? Because you should yes. be saying, we're Man United, we want you, let's say, for example, Potuccino, and you come now. That's what we did with Rodgers at Celtic. We want you, we're going to pay for you, we want you to come now. Uh, Man United are that big that they've, they've got to have an interim manager in. No, they're not. They're not anymore. They should be. They should be, but they're not.
0: No, and you know what, if you really, to be optimistic... In three or four weeks, if you were to probably look at the betting odds, I'd probably find if you said, if you said right now, the top two clubs are are in a betting, and I'm not condoning gambling, but I'm trying to make it into perspective here. That if you take Tillemans from how we've seen it, he's still performing, he's still showing passion, he's still clearly interested in doing anything and everything he can to help Leicester finish the better. If in three weeks' time, let's just say, fast forward and hard test, let's say we get off to a great start by beating Tottenham in the midweek. Uh, and then we beat Brighton, and all of a sudden Leicester. In the mix. You could look at the betting things for Tillings' next case, and it'd go from Liverpool probably first and outright. Uh, Manchester United would probably be second because he's always just sort of had that link link. But I reckon you could squeeze him at come May if Leicester get on a run, Chris. Let's, let's not count ourselves out of this. You could have no. let, you could have him decided in twelve months going. I asked for Champions League football. We have delivered. I will sign a two year extension. It would still be a three year contract, and then yeah, you know, say, say the second, you know, maybe then next season we get another season out of him. I'm just happy whatever we get out of him, we enjoy yeah. it because you, very rarely do you get a player who's got who knows he's got a year left on his contract, practically for all intents and purposes, and he's yeah. weighing up the option. It's very, very rare you get a player that you still see putting in one hundred percent. So, yeah, maybe we don't get Champions League football. Maybe we sell him, but I still would not rule us out of it until that season is finished, and we know where Leicester finish. If he goes, you know what?
1: That's why I don't think he will leave.
0: Why do I want to leave?
1: But that's why I don't think he will leave in January. I think he'll he'll leave in the summer when he knows where the clubs are going to be. Because apart from Man City, Liverpool, possibly Chelsea, you don't know who's going to get that Champions League spot. You know, Anthony... No, sorry, go on, go on. No, I was was um, going to say... You're right, Chris. uh, United fans won't have it, though. I mean, it should be, uh, Mike, you know, you say the club is bigger, not better. Yes, you, and I won't argue with that. I mean, all banter aside, you are a huge club, you know, but that's like saying, you know, that that um, Ralph's driving a Rolls-Royce, but he's driving it up the wrong street, you know. Yeah. Yes, you've got a nice car, and yes, I've only got a, a, a BMW or something like that, but, you know, it's how is that car performing at the moment? You know, it, it's... Yeah. I'm sorry, I've just written a few names down here, Brad. But and I'm going to just go through them: Cante, Drinkwater, Chilwell, and Mares. Now, those are four players that we sold. We got in cheap and we sold and made good money of them. Oh, and Maguire. I will actually take Maguire out here because Cante, love him, and I love all those players for what they did for Leicester. You know, they were marvelous. At, you know, at Leicester, Cante. We all know how good he was. But he couldn't wait to get. He was like a rat off a stinking ship. As soon as we, as soon as we'd put the trophy back on the table, he was signing to go to Chelsea. So, and it took him like a week and a half and his agent to actually put a thing out there saying thank you, Leicester. So, as much as I I appreciate what Canty did, I don't like the guy. Drink water. He's got what he deserved. Driving down, parking outside the Chelsea training ground, hoping for a move. Yeah, how's that working out for you at Reading? Fourth from bottom of the Championship, Danny. Yeah, good son, good mate. So he got what he deserved. Chilwell, a little bit disappointed with what he's been saying um, since he's been at Chelsea. He didn't actually do anything bad before he he left, and in a way, you know that I didn't blame him for leaving because of the way most Leicester fans were towards him. But when you go to a new club and you say, "Yeah, this is where I wanted to be," blah blah blah, great, we accept that because you're now at that club. But don't kick the the club that you're at. You know, it's like Knockart saying, you "No, know, when I was at Leicester, I was only there because I knew I'd get a, a move up to a bigger club." Really, Knockart? Where were you as well? And of course, Mares. We all know about Mares. Yeah, he, he went not going on strike, but he we would have ended up in Europe that season if Mares hadn't missed three or four games because he was stressed. Was it stressful, Mares? Parking your ass at Paris Airport, waiting for your agent to ring because. You were hoping for a move on on the deadline, so I'm sorry, mores I, I hope your career crashes and burns as well. Um, Maguire, in fairness to him, he's not. He's you know he, he's the opposite. He he played as good as we needed him when he was here. Um, I think he was a better player at Leicester, but there we go. And he hasn't really had a swipe or anything at us since since he left. Uh, and Tilleman's there as well. Those two completely different to the previous four. Tilleman's, like you say, celebrates a throw in. You know, he probably knows yeah. he's not going to be at Leicester that long, but he's still showing the passion for us.
0: Yeah, I mean, for all the banter we give mainly towards Manchester United for the Fido paid for him, Maguire made no secret of his intention to want to play no. for Manchester United. And- in a way, he kind of remind me of of how Heskey left the club because he always had a big desire and passion to play for Liverpool. And if I remember mm-hmm. rightly, Tottenham put in a bid that was actually would have given Leicester not much, but it gave them more money. I think they were willing to put up to fourteen million for Heskey, and he ended up going for eleven mm-hmm. or something like that. And that was because of his desire to play for Liverpool. Um, more than anything, it wasn't just because it was Tottenham, because if you remember back then, both teams were in and around the same yeah. sort of area, yeah. so it wasn't like a big goal for anything back then, so, and sometimes you have that, and you accept it, and at the end of the day, mm. I will, the only reason I give Kante leeway is is I think he reminds me of Cambiaso who's signing, but different in a way, Cambiasso came knowing he's probably only going to get one decent year up, and he probably felt in his body going, hmm, if I go to a bigger club, I'm only sitting there for the money. I'd like to have a decent shot at the Premiership and not be one of them that's taking a pay, paycheck. You, we, I think we got the idea that he was maybe holding out for maybe someone better than a newly promoted side. But well, he
1: did only but, sign for a year, though, didn't he? So yeah, there was no, yeah. you know...
0: But, yeah, and there's things, a lot of people but, to take into that. But if you, if you read into the reports, and there's clearly no smoke without fire of how quickly the deal was done after this season, like you said, Chris before the before the ink had dried, before the chisel had finished, he'd already, mm. you know, he was already outside Chelsea for all intents and purposes what it was worth. But no, what I mean is if you if you believe there's no smoke about fire, it was very assured that Chelsea basically said, We want you as a player, and he went, Well I would like to play for Chelsea it's I really like the club. I've heard great words about it, blah blah blah. Whatever his reason was for wanting to play for Chelsea. And then they kind of said, we want to see what you can do at this level. And we know of Leicester's interest. I don't know what it is there. People do suggest that because we've done some good deals before, that maybe there was some inkling that we could have him. I don't know. But it did seem the way it all played out, as if he kind of used us as an audition and we were fine with that. And that's why there was no malice and demand. Because one thing I will respect about Kante is when Chelsea tried to undercut us for his release clause, Kante said, as much as I want I'd like to go to Chelsea, I would be happy to stay at Leicester if Chelsea don't meet my release clause. So I, I always give him that because I know he I came
1: didn't out think he had that. a release clause because
0: yeah, that did. was
1: why we re signed Mares and put a release clause in there. I didn't yeah, think we were, Kante uh, had a release yeah. clause.
0: Yeah, but the, the, you've got to remember these negotiations were redone after the alarming news because obviously that's how Arsenal got in Contact with Vardy because his released closely These mm. players were signed with the intention, which maybe does big into Leicester owners thinking if this does backfire, which it could have done in the first season back in the championship, just in case yeah. it backfires where they're stuck with players, we've got a way to get them out for a price if we if they if they shine themselves in yeah. that season. You know what I mean? so when we I, I, do- I i i
1: always thought I say the problem was that canty went so quickly because he didn't have a a, a, a clause in and then no. since then most of those that we've signed has but I, I take the point what you're saying about like the Heskies, um etc i mean I, I know with martin O'Neill, i mean i was gutted when he went for obvious reasons um Sorry, bronze. Sorry, I, I'm. I think if he, if we check bronze, I'm pretty certain I'd put I'd put a bet on the fact that he didn't have a release clause, and I, and that's the only thing I will give in fairness to Marres that he did give us an extra season in the Champions League, which he said he would do, and he did sign a new contract that put a release clause in it, so that when he did go, we got so much for him. But just going back to O'Neill. You know, he, he, he had Everton after him. He had Leeds after him. You know, we all held those signs up saying, you know, p- please don't go. Mike agrees with me. He doesn't think he had one either. Um, and he went to Celtic. And that was his boyhood club. And yeah, I understood it. You know, I didn't, you know, I said, yeah, you know, you've you got, you got a chance to manage your boyhood club. You're going to do it, you know. But yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah. No, I get that,
0: and, and also also, I remember his leaving interview, and it was something that I kind of liked in a way, and, and maybe you could class this actually, you could prepare O'Neill, the manager, as, as maybe Tillemans will do with Leicester as the player, he maybe feel, whereas Tillemans made me feel that unless Leicester starts to match his ambitions, he's, he's done all he can to help. Bring out the best in Leicester City Football Club with him at the club. Mm. Martin O'Neill left for two reasons. It was Celtic calling for him, but he too had also started to feel that maybe his he'd taken Leicester as far as they'd gone. They were, yeah, we won a few League Cups and we were consistent in that top half, but we probably hit that brick wall, didn't we? As well, where it was all right. Well, we're finishing top half. Where did Leicester go next? I mean, we all know yeah. Martin O'Neill was in the discussion for the move from Philber Street to um, in, um, King the King Power because yeah. he, he was the advocate behind it. And I understand why he obviously thought Leicester were a team that if left in the best of hands, we all know what happened, could have potentially become, but well, they have become, that team that Martin O'Neill yeah. was hoping to push on just a bit later down the line. And, mm. you know, we might find with Tillemans that he goes, well, I've achieved all I can with Leicester. And now need to achieve more for myself. And my next challenge is can I can I win a, a big European competition? I mean, hell, snig all you like. He could win. Yeah. I and mean, all right, it's not a competition we'd ideally want to win the Europa League, let alone be in the Champions League. Let's face it, but he could turn around at the end of the season if Leicester go at it well and be a European cup holder. Yeah. Might staff yeah. being European, you know, conference, yeah. but we would still have more European trophies than Arsenal. Uh, well proper Gordonian trophies and Arsenal yeah. I mean to say uh, Mickey Mouse version of it
1: but you know I'm just saying yeah we're going to I'm just going to take a, a very quick 10 second break and then uh, we're going to talk I've got a couple more questions but we're going to talk about a friend of yours who is going to be uh, popping up on the show next week guys if oh, you're yeah. watching on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube please please do this watch us on YouTube Listen on your favourite podcast,
2: podcast or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now.
1: Now then, you've got a friend. Um I'm not we sure his word, name.
0: We use the word friend lightly.
1: Yeah, I was just in shock that you had a friend, but there we go. You've so got a friend. I? <laughs> let's just at this point call him um blue tinted spectacle man uh because we all know we all know we all, every club's got it if you're arsenal you're the the red tinted spectacles um if the, if you're West Ham, your claret tinted-coloured spectacles. We've got blue tinted colour spectacles. And you've got him to agree to come on the show next Tuesday, a week today at 10 o'clock. Um, he's a bit opinionated, isn't he?
0: He's a bit opinionated, to say the least. Uh, I'm a bit nervous because, you know, when we and him talk football, I can normally get him to, to not be Billy really big balls but i'm hoping the cameras and the lights you know but he's got to remember it's just a youtube channel he's, he, I, I think he's got it into his head that, that you're some chris kamara or something i don't know but <laughs> I just prepare yourself because he, he I, I did warn you about him you have you have spoke to him before you so he's done but i hope he doesn't offend anybody or anybody can get a bit totally you won't win an argument with him i'm just saying that just just be careful with him. You might need to bite your tongue because he can be a bit yeah. of a character. So do apologize. Do apologize.
1: Yeah. So blue tinted spectacle man next Tuesday at ten o'clock. I need to buy a beeper. I definitely need to buy a beeper before he comes on. But let me let me let me have a look on Amazon and see if I can get a beeper. Um now then, Brad, I I know I'm probably asking the impossible here, but can you give a two worded answer to this one?
0: Oh go on, what's that?
1: Who was your worst manager at Leicester? Two words, that's all. Yeah.
0: Fucking Taylor. There you go. <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> oh, that's got YouTube be banning me again. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why so all, my, all my shows end up with, it's not suitable for all the audiences and I have to query it and then they let it go. But yes, Peter, to give him his full name, like you just said there, Peter fucking Taylor is <laughs> his full name. So yes, he was the worst by far. In fact, if you go on to the channel, Anthony, um, and have a look at um the videos from the past, we actually did one who was the worst manager, McClintock or Taylor. Did you you had Taylor, didn't you, Brad?
0: Yeah, so somehow I lost that, but that's because someone made a, hit, a very, very, very compelling case about it, actually. So go check it out, because it's def- definitely worth a watch.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. Mike, um, yes, you did. Uh, Newport beat Pearls Leicester in the FA Cup. They certainly did. They certainly did. Yeah, we tried
0: to, um, bore, we tried to bore them to death and it didn't work.
1: No. No. Um, Mike, and this is—I presume this is the question you're asking—about Uh about you ever selling someone recently to Arsenal, Spurs, mate? And was Vardy close to Arsenal in six? It was. I think he had two meetings like, with him. You I, know, I, I wanna,
0: like there's a video out there that you can find from the guy who put the the the, the, the guy who was the the puppeteer behind the deal, and he, quote unquote, he said the second Vardy sat down, that's when I knew the deal was gone. He said, "You just there was, the way he sat down, when I was introducing Dengar into him, I knew the deal was gone. Go and find it, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but if you search, try and find it on YouTube, there is, and the, the guy who right. conversed the deal, found the release clause, got him there, brought him, to, brought him to Arsenal, sat him down, and apparently he just did, he kind of like he closed up, like he kind of felt that kind of Went into a shell and that's when the guy went. We'd lost him, we knew he'd lost mm. him because he reconsidered. So, up until that point, we well,
1: I, I tell you who I thank, um, for, for Vardy not going to Arsenal, and that's Roy Hodgson. Because I think Go if on, you yeah. look at, yeah, if you look at how Vardy was played for England. It was never to his strengths, and it, you know, he, there's no point buying. And Manchester United Mike, did a lot of this bef- before Ferguson, that they would go out when they're trying to compete with Liverpool and buy a player because of his name and who he was. In then, you know, whether he'd fit in the system or not, and it was almost a case of Hodgson was picking Vardy because Vardy was scoring the goals all the time, but he didn't know how to play Vardy, and he'd stick him out on the wing, and. I think that was it with Arsenal at the time. They would not have played to Jamie Vardy's strengths. It's as simple as that. Yeah. They they would not. And it's like it's like when Gary Lineker was at Barcelona, Johan Cruyff, <laughs> great name, great player, great manager. He put Gary Lineker on the wing just because of his speed. You you if you're going to buy a player, and I think Vardy looked at Arsenal and went, "You're not going to play me. You're not going to play to my strengths." I'll, I'll end up in the second team and and that's the end of my career so we all know at the end of the day he made the right decision anyway um but uh anyway yeah, Brad, yeah,
0: i can guarantee that's as close as he got because that, that's you know when i say what it, is from the horse's mouth when it comes to yeah. the guy who negotiated a deal he says that you know he's not why would he lie he'd want to say oh no it was a surprise for his wife did it you know yeah, you know what i mean yeah. like, yeah. That, and he said, we, "We lost the deal as soon as he sat down." So. I think
1: as well, you got to look. Sometimes, you know, you look at Vardy's history. You know, he's he's not had it given to him by any stretch of the yeah. imagination. He's he's had to work for what he's got. It's come to him very late. Money, in fairness to Jamie Vardy, he he knows he could have got a lot more money if he'd moved on. I mean, Arsenal would would doubling or tripling his wages. But it's not all about money. He knew that at Leicester, we would we, we'd, we'd walk over broken glass to shake his hand.
0: Well, he, look, look at him now, mate. He, he clearly made the decision. To go, Leicester is a club that I can end my career at. And I generally yeah. think now I wouldn't even cast a, a shadow of a doubt if he if he was still here next year. And then he went right. I'm very happy to be done playing the game professionally. Gets into mm-hmm. coaching. Gets into keeping up with his scores. Well, he'll go and he'll go and do all, all... He'll go over to America, won't he? He's
1: got his American yeah. club, hasn't he? Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. So
0: he'll probably get invested in that. So it's just great. He's become a club legend. and, yes. and
1: exactly. He, exactly. He
0: made, the big, he made the biggest and best call of his career that day. For whatever yeah, reason, so. whatever, whether, he, yeah. whether he just recovered from the night before, went, what are we doing at Arsenal? This is crap. I thought I was in the Leicester office. And that's what made him sit down and say no to the deal. Mm. We don't know Clearly, both for the player and club has worked out for the better.
1: And I don't think Rebecca was very keen on the move. But uh, anyway, no. we're going to be back, you and me, tomorrow, Brad, with this. It seems ages since we've done one of these, but Anthony asked earlier, "Would we see Brad get his uh, board out this week?" Um, I don't think it was a euphemism. I think Anthony was just inquiring. But hopefully, if you can clean it up in time tomorrow night, we are doing a post-match uh, show post Tottenham. Hopefully, three points. I don't wish Kane. I don't, I don't wish Kane any any you know bad feeling generally but i just hope he breaks his leg between now and seven thirty tomorrow um but we uh we will be back then uh brad oh i'm hoping he's wiping his board if not he's playing with himself no. oh, what, no. what
0: people what people will be happy to know look look folks i've got nice all blue magnets for you don't worry i know that. i know you might be thinking brad that's that's not enough but trust me that it it, it It is. It's more than enough there. I've got all blue, so all my players will be all the same colour out on that that blue board for the pitch, so you won't be getting confused when I'm talking tactics. For for those that have been moaning for me to stop messing with (laughs) their... uh... With their eyes and get all the. I know they, could, they couldn't. They
1: couldn't work it out, could they? A few people. And to the last question here, because otherwise we're going to be uh, we're going to be Nippon for his three hour telethon. Um, do you guys like Alan Smith uh, up front? He wasn't bad for Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I? I, I spoke. I actually had Alan Smith on this show again. Check that out afterwards. Go back on. It's under the heading "In Conversation with," and uh, I, I had an hour with Alan Smith. Lovely, lovely guy. Um, I mean, my son Leicester fan. He doesn't know Alan Smith. He only knows him as the voice of FIFA, uh, but and a pundit on Sky. To be honest with you, a lot of Leicester players, for some reason, don't like Alan Smith, but. He, he formed a good partnership with uh, with Gary Lineker, uh, and he he took over from Gary when Gary moved to Everton. Um, you know, he, he was around you know in the in the line next years. I I liked Alan Smith, and you know he went to Arsenal fine. You know, we have to start accepting, don't we, Brad? That these players, when we sign them, we're just a job to them. You know, it yeah. isn't. We're not their club. Yes, you've got the Kieran Jewsby Halls and, and that that come, come through. But, you know, even like uh, Harvey Barnes, you know, if truth be told, his dad's played for two or three clubs, Leicester might not be his dream club. You know what I mean? But we, no, we tend yeah. to sort of presume, well, they're playing for us. They want to stay here. To them, it is just, just the job, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and the thing is, I, I, don't, I wasn't born to be honest with you. then I wasn't around. I know what Alan Smith did. I know but people...
1: fuck <laughs> you. at not... you. Make me feel yeah. love. Just get
0: me walking stick out. Hang on. Here we go. <laughs> no, stick it up. Um, <laughs> but no, no, no. On uh, all seriousness, um, you know, I know he left, off, he, he left Leicester, but to my knowledge, and you can correct me, Chris, you were old enough to remember, didn't he come straight back on loan?
1: He well. did. Um, we sold him um, probably about January. I, don't, I can't remember exactly when, and it wasn't like a January window or anything like that. But um, we sold him. We were we were fighting relegation that year, and yeah. we sold him on the understanding that he would come back and hopefully keep us from from going down. Uh, so yeah, they bought him, then loaned him back to us for, uh, for yeah. the rest so, of the season. Yeah. yeah.
0: So to me, I can't, I. I well, you know, I knew he played for Leicester. I knew he did quite well. Like, I know, obviously, he then went to Arsenal infamously, got the golden boot or didn't he? At least like, first yeah, full season at yeah. Arsenal. So that. And I always just assumed that when he left, it was during the season that Leicester were really struggling. And he got, it was like, oh, I see why Leicester fans don't like him. I I mean, sometimes I find him irritating as a pundit. I'm not going to lie. But as, a, mm. and as, a, as an ex-player, I always just had it under the illusion that he left us at some point during the season. Cause like I said, it wasn't really a transfer. Window as such, back then, uh, and he left a, yeah, a sinking ship. But that was far from the case. So I'm still more puzzled as to why some Leicester fans are so disdained towards him as a as a player. Because surely, if he was that keen to jump ship, he'd have gone no, do not send. Please do not let me go back yeah. there. I'd rather. Did you
1: know what? Do you know why? They, I'll tell you why they hate him. Yeah, um, if you
0: want to that would actually be some great genuine insight for myself. because I yeah. don't know the fans uh, hate
1: Anthony I can't ask any more questions. Ask that on the next show, mate. Otherwise, we're going to be here, you know, uh, tomorrow morning. Um, thanks for your question. They hate him because when he does his pundits' work, he doesn't big up Leicester or oh, aren't Leicester marvellous and all oh, Leicester aren't they good? And you know, if Leicester play Arsenal, oh, his favourite, his favourite, you know, his favourite's Arsenal, and he's saying Arsenal, and it's the same with Savage as well. You know, oh, you know, he never bigs up Leicester. Well, these they actually do if you listen to them. Yeah, but as we all do. know. Some, some, you know, some fans have got IQs that are lower than the shoe size. I
0: think so that, you know, they he- I think sometimes some fans only want to hear or only only get showing the bad press because I'm in agreement with you. A lot of hate towards Robbie Savage. He was a wind up merchant. He wound up every club he went to. I yeah. mean, he wound up. He wound up. Was it Derby or Blackburn? And in his own press interview, when he got asked the question, what made you join Derby? He jokingly said, Well, I remember every time at Leicester and Blackburn, used to beat them all the time. So I felt a bit sorry for him when they came in for me. He's that sort of character. Mm. At the end of the day, he was a big. If you go back and listen to that FA Cup game, most notably, right? And I know you couldn't hear Lineker because he was in, you know, I'm not talking about the whole entirety. Obviously, Lineker would have been more, uh, despite what people think of Lineker. Again, he's someone that nobody really likes because of his relationship with the BBC. But that's for different reason, I guess. But my point is, you actually listen to them games in, in a lot of games when he's a commentary. He's big in Leicester up.
2: Yes, so, yes, I agree. I
0: mean, again, Savage is a player I actually like and I actually find him funny as a pundit. I'm not saying he speaks yes. sense. God, God, no, I'm not. He doesn't always speak sense. But sometimes he does. And I think yeah. when you get so used to a player being a certain way, you can't seem to let it go sometimes to fans because he was a wine up no. merchant and we loved him at Leicester. But when he was being a wind-up merchant against us, Savage is this, savage is that.
1: I just don't get it. Let it go. I never. I mean, he 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 does his BBC six oh six, he and he does BT now. I would obviously BT. I mainly watched it when we obviously were in the Europa and what have you, and they cover BT cover Europe, and he speaks very very positive about Leicester. Um, Mm -hmm. And when he was on the BBC. At the end of the 15-16 season, the last caller he took that season was, a, was and you can get this on YouTube, listen to it, it was a Spurs fan saying that Leicester didn't deserve to win it. And we were a one-horse team with Mare Baba. And he really shot the guy down supporting Leicester. So it's just the thing with ex-players. And I mean, you know, just remember what they did. when It's like Canty. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't hate him. I'm not particularly keen on him, but I will always love him for what he did at Leicester. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, so that's, exactly. that's it.
1: But but that but there we go, there we go. Let's say we're, haters will hate, as the uh, youngsters yeah. like to say. Brad, yeah. thank you so much. We're, we're nearly turning this into a telethon as well. Anthony, thanks, thanks. for all your questions, and you as well, Mike. Uh, get us <laughs> carry on the questions on the next show <laughs> when we come back. us
0: yeah, for the- next time, mate.
1: Yeah, 10 o'clock-ish, maybe 10.15 tomorrow, depending on how quick we are, and it's going to be a post-match, and we might, when we've got the Forest game, we might be doing a watch-along for the Forest game, I'm not sure at the moment, but we'll see on that. Oh,
0: I'm glad you're not you asking had- me to you, Chris, because I'd be swearing if Forest stopped I know, and I
1: know you don't like them, so I know, <laughs> right. else I is lined up for that. You can come on afterwards and do the post-match bit. Yeah, I'm well,
0: <laughs> so, I'm annoyed, mate. yeah. If we if we yeah. lose, I'm not doing it. I'm ill that night.
1: Yeah, and again, Arsenal. Thank you for the chance for us to play Luke, uh, Nottingham Forest again. It's going to be a great atmosphere. East Midlands Derby, first one in years. Brad, get off, get to bed. It's going to be a late night tomorrow, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about after Spurs. Hopefully, it's going to be three points for a win. We all think so. So, um, apart from Steve, obviously, only wanted two points. But, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and Hamza, I know I've, I say sometimes you do go into your tackles a bit quickly but and a bit, you know, over the top, but you can do it tomorrow to Harry Kane, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure we're,
0: on the, game, though. Make sure we're on the game before you do it, mate. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah. don't do it ten minutes into the game. Make sure it's like not in the, the, the penalty game. box. Not in the yeah, penalty no, yeah. box. In, in- in their penalty box, so he gets a free kick, sure, that's fine. But yeah, you know. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, thanks very much, Brad. Uh, as always, uh, I will see you and your board tomorrow <laughs> at about half 10 for the post match show. Take care and stay safe.
0: And you, mate, take care and cheers, everybody.
1: Bye bye. Uh, thanks to Brad there, probably gasping, um, for <laughs> years. <laughs> I can see him in the green room. He's like, thank God that's over. (laughs) Hey, Brad, you can blame Anthony, you can blame Mark. Mike, they 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 were keeping the show going. Otherwise, you could have had a fag half an hour ago. Uh, Anthony, thanks very much for coming <laughs> on. Come on, Forest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, even if they knew, knock us out. We got one round further than you did. Uh, Bronze plumber, thanks very much, Mike. Thanks as always for joining us. Uh, it is much appreciated, Terry. Earlier, glad your dog settled now um and anybody else who is in the chat thank you very much so we're going to be available on um youtube as if you're on youtube please do press that subscribe button it does mean an awful lot and it helps the channel and if you have listened to this on podcast First of all, thanks for staying with us for uh, nearly two hours. Uh, but thank you very much. We are available, obviously, on all the major podcasts to, uh, um that are available. The main three, obviously, Google, Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. We are on all of them, and I might, I might have some news about podcasts in. Well, I was supposed to have rung him today. supposed to have rung the guy yesterday. But I might have some news coming up about the podcast. So thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening. Take care. Come on, Foxes. Let's, let's stuff the spuds. And uh, we'll see you all tomorrow to celebrate it. Or not as the case may be. Good night. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
0: That's all, folks.